It's just like a baseball bat to the face. Oh, what's happening? Yeah. Like it's one of those, it's loud before you even touch it. <laughs> <laughs> before it even starts. Right. 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 Yeah. This comes it's, from the factory pre loud. It does. <laughs> For your you hit play, and use. it's already loud whether you touch the volume or not. It's like, shit. Alright, another episode of Metal Nerdery. Welcome back, everyone. Talk about songs that have to be played loud. Uh, speaking of which, guys, I want to jump in real quick. I know it's early, but uh, we, we got a gig this uh, next weekend at Red Lobster, so I uh, hope, hope you guys come out and check us out. Anyway, back to Metal Nerdery. Graduated up to the Red Lobster now, huh? From Chili's? <laughs> yeah, we're growing our crowd a lot. Uh, it, apparently, those that like popcorn shrimp are really into to, to me and the guys in Creator, so you know, thank you so much. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Thanks. I know that's what we're talking about. We're talking about... Stuff that you just have to hear at maximum ear-shattering velocity. It's got to be loud. We need, like, theme music for that. Metal nerdy. It's got to be loud. So what do you got there, Matt? There's so much to start with. I got to start with one. So for those of you kind, kind folks who are following us on the Facebook, I posted a uh, link the other day from YouTube. It was a cover. It was Hatebreed doing a cover of Ghosts of War by Slayer. And while that cover is, which, by the way, you guys need to hear that. It's unbelievable. But while that cover is an exceptional cover version, that song, pretty much anything by Slayer, but for whatever reason, Ghost of War just lights me up, man. I, I got to hear that as loud as it will go. I need to feel what little hair I have on my head blow back. Absolutely. From the power that's on Slayer. That's on my list as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. That, something about that song specifically, it was just, it was like it took all those excellent components of the fast shit of Rain and Blood and it was like it focused it and then like with that breakdown part at the end where it totally changed. It just, I can listen to it over and over and over and it's got to be loud as fuck over and over and over. Uh, every time. Every fucking time. The other ones on that album for me was Crooked um, Cross. Definitely. That's a good one. And Dead. Oh, that one's a killer one. Just those three. The way that specifically Live on Dead, the way they built it from like that's that kind of slow. It was kind of creepy. It had almost like this, you know, walking in a graveyard at night thing, and then it hits that part in the middle and just yeah. takes off like a rocket. Yeah. It's like holy shit! It's fucking happening. <laughs> yeah. Just every time, and I never get sick of it either. Never. Especially that little death metal drum cymbal choke at the very very end. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. It's like is that yeah. Hammer Smash Face? No, it's Slayer. That's right. It's the predecessor to Hammer Smash Face. And that Crooked Cross, man. Oh, yeah. That song. Even, I mean, really that whole album. You could put that album on yeah. on 11 even and just listen to it constantly and never get sick of any song on there. Definitely. Kind of like Slayer in general. Right. Yeah. It's that that one of those it. bands. <laughs> That's their perfect like mantra. They need to have shirts made. You know, fucking Slayer. Fucking loud. That's right. That's what their shirt should say. And I think along with that, you you've got to just accept anything Pantera's got to go in that in that file. Really, anything and everything Pantera has to go in the it's got to be loud file. Yeah, I picked a few off of that. I could. It's hard to narrow down because you know Domination, Primal Concrete, Sledge, The Art of Shredding, The Art of Shredding, Heresy, the title track. I mean, the album. So yeah, basically yeah. the album. <laughs> the album. Because I was thinking about that today, like. Last night, and I almost posted it on the page. I might still do it yet, just because it's worth mentioning again. But like, I watched you know Primal Concrete Sledge and Domination from Moscow. Man, every time I see that, it's like I want to. I want to. I wish there was a way to like teleport into that part of the universe and like sit in at that show and experience what that fucking must have been like. Yeah, just yeah. the sheer power. It would have been cool to see it from the stage, right? To be able to look out at the crowd and. See the the chaos going on. I can't even imagine what that must have felt like. I mean, 
I bet they probably felt like what those guys on the cover of every Man of War album look like. <laughs> they were probably just minus the loincloths, <laughs> right? But I mean, just like just just out there, just sheer primal concrete force out there and loving every minute of it. We're loving it, Jerry. Yeah, definitely the Pantera, and particularly. Some of the, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say some of the notables for me was. Uh, Five minutes alone. Yes. Whenever I hear that one, it, that one just can't be loud enough. I'm broken. It's like that too. I'm broken. That's, that's actually mm-hmm. like a perfect segue. You know, I'm broken. Um, Suicide note part two. Yeah. Yeah. I was oh, going to yeah. say everything on Trend Kill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything on Trend Kill could be just cranked. Yeah. You mm-hmm. cannot listen to Trend Kill anywhere below like the twelve o'clock setting on your volume no. knob. Depending on how loud your how loud your volume is. And then uh, new level. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, all of them really. For some reason to me, like I know they've got a killer reputation for awesome opening tracks. I mean, every Pantera album, Cowboys Ford had an excellent opening track, but fucking Hellbound on reinventing the steel. If you listen to that song and they opened, I think the last show we saw them at in Atlanta, they opened their show with that. Yeah. Dude, it was insane. I mean, first of all, it was, it was Pantera, so it was loud as hell. And they had like these crazy like flame, you know, the pyrotechnics, you know, that come up, the flames, like when they got to the chorus part. Fucking crazy. It, it was badass for sure. Yeah. Like that song for me, that's like the pinnacle of taking all their opening track goodness and like focusing it into like one. No, that really was the best way to listen to Pantera was live. Yeah. yeah. I mean it really was. It's it's that was their it was their thing. Wheelhouse. They were a live band, you know. Yeah. So like they, they were able to contain it enough to get it to, re- you know, get it recorded. But they were a live band. Well, yeah, I mean, they captured the essence in the studio with just magic. But then live, it was just like you got the whole extra experience of like the party and the intensity and the aggression. I mean, all yeah. of it. Yes. Most excellent. Most indeed. And now for a sip of professional beverage. You clear my throat. Another, uh, I got some oldie but goodies on my list. Uh, Life of Agony. I don't know if uh, familiar with them or not. I remember River Runs Red. I wasn't as familiar with Ugly, although that was the first show I think. I, that tour I was the first time uh, yeah. I saw them. Yeah, they had a track. I think it was the first track on River Runs Red, which was their first album called This Time, which is it's just powerful. Got to be loud. It's good stuff. The LOA. They were always good band to see too. I enjoyed them. Yeah, Death Angels like that too. They're they're on the list because I think when Act Three came out specifically, like seemingly on its time with like the the waves, and then all of a sudden just the insanity starts. Something about that. I mean, that whole album is awesome. Act Three, but for an opener though, that's a killer opener. Seemingly on its time, and even discontinue that that track last yeah, side on side was, one. Yeah, I was Holy thinking that too. Shit. I mean, those tunes you can just jam that shit all the way on full blast, and it's like. It sounds so much better this way. I just I like tracks that come in all nice, peaceful, and then you know, rip, you know rip your face off. Right. It's, like, yeah. it's the gentle acoustic guitar lulling you to your death. It's beautiful. Got some souls at zero on my list. Oh hell yes, mm. uh, Gray World. That's just that's kind of like my domination on that album. That's just just a driving. They were so fast paced. They were unappreciated in their own time. They were so awesome, and I wish that it's one of those kind of weird connected things like with artists like that you really love because they should have been way bigger than they were. They should have been way bigger than they were when they were at Child America for sure, but definitely as Souls of Zero. But we saw them, and they they did kind of the same thing. I think it was when we saw them. It was before they became Souls of Zero. It was a Ratchild show. 
And kind of like how Pantera did on the Cowboys tour, they played like five or six songs from Vulgar before it came out. Souls at Zero did the same thing, and I think they played the title track, and I think they even played Grey World, maybe. And the guitar, first of all, their live sound was enormous. Like, the guitars were just huge. And I remember, like, they played the title track, and they might have, I think I remember Grey World, and just the, the chugga-chugga, you know, it was just like it shook the building. Makes me want to drive fast, you know. Yeah, just it's one of those tracks that arouses me. <laughs> I mean, oh, you hear, you hear it that loud. Hey, it may be gross, but it's true. When you hear something like that, it's like this is obvious. Osborne saying, "Can you turn it up louder?" Louder. It's what obvious wants. It's what obvious gets. It's got to be louder. <laughs> I think Painkiller, the opening track for that album from Priest. That's. Uh. You yeah, can't when get you that when, loud enough. I just remember the first time I heard it, the, the drum intro kicked in. I the first thing I did was hit the volume. <laughs> you know, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> crank this bitch up. Because, I mean, nothing against Dave Holland. He was always a, you know, a solid kind of just lock in that groove drummer. But, you know, when Scott Travis opens Painkiller, it's just like, it's a oh, whole shit, different what world. the hell's happening with yeah. Judas Priest? And then Never they come heard. in yeah. and it almost even, like we said before, it's almost like it had that bizarro Pantera kind of touch to it. Because Priest has always been Priest. So, I mean, you can't deny that. And they've always been heavy in their Priest way. But then it had that little extra degree of kind of the... Yeah, we still got it, fuckers. Watch this. Right. I think it had a lot to do with getting through. that drummer. That drummer just kind of just injected him with. Oh yeah, he breathed new life. life to you know sure. I mean? Yeah, yeah. just yeah. kicked it up a freaking twelve notches. Twelve or thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Especially coming after, because uh, I mean, you know, through the mid eighties, early eighties through the mid eighties, they had that whole string of albums, you know, like Screaming for Vengeance, Defenders of the Faith, right. All that, and then they put Turbo out, and everybody's hating Turbo because they had synths on it, <laughs> you know. And then Ram It Down came out, and they're doing Johnny Be Good. There are some good songs on there too, but you're just like, it's. Like, but then Painkiller was like, yeah, and then Pain Redemption Killer. Time, yeah. Painkiller like, was, yeah. Uh, that was definitely like the return to form. I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was kind of like just kicking it back, you know. Which is always cool when you see that because it's kind of like there's always like Sabbath kind of did that. Like, even, like, in 92, when they got the Dio era version back together, it was like, they still had the balls. I mean, they basically came back, and it was like, it was like picking up where Mob Rules left off, you know? Right. That was and a good album. Dehumanizer. That had a lot yeah. of good loud stuff on it, for yeah. sure. A lot of good loud stuff on it. And, you know, the single TV crimes, which, you know, cranked that up. Anything with Dio on it needs to be loud, <laughs> period. The end. Which, by the way, he uh, left this world, it was approximately, I think it was nine years ago. Uh, it was it was May. We're in the June now, so we're dating ourselves. But yeah, everything Dio did needs to be loud, especially the Dio era Sabbath. Yeah, I think, especially Mob Rules. That whole album just needs to be loud. Yeah, that's a good one. But specifically, my personal favorite track, which the old DJs used to call it a deep cut on the radio, is "Falling Off the Edge of the World." That takes like the it takes like. All of the perfect Sabbath elements, all the perfect Dio elements, and all the perfect rainbow elements, and kind of puts it into one little mm. delicious heavy metal beef stew. Mm. Heavy metal it's beef perfect. stew. With a great red wine, it's just delicious. I like it. Well, since we're talking about Sabbath. 
Yes. Absolutely quite a few of those that need to be alone. (laughs) Yeah. Let's start with the first album. (laughs) Right there, it's like, okay, um, well, really, you can almost take the first six and just, okay, hit play and put it on full blast and leave it alone. Right. That's what we call set it and forget it in the biz. Some standouts for me are um, Lord of This World. Yes. Yep. That one, and um, of course, fairies wear boots. Oh yeah, that, that one can never be loud enough. And war pigs, and then uh, thrill of all. side two of, of, of sabotage for yeah. whatever reason it's it's got that weird vibe it's yeah. like that kind of creepy but it's like no that needs to be loud yeah i've, al- I've always liked always liked thrill it all well even uh like planet caravan i mean just the sound of it yeah you know i mean it's not like a loud heavy song it's the laid back but just the the fullness of it you know? and, and let's be clear as far as planet caravan goes yes it needs to be loud and yes there need to be Extracurriculars. <laughs> Other substances in your system, as well as brown wood paneled <laughs> walls and shag carpeting. Yeah, you got you got a, a Planet Caravan loud would be awesome, but there's got to be black light posters and lava lamps and a whole lot of Colorado's greatest export to make that really uh, a truly thought, loud uh, experience. Pantera did a good. They did. They really. They I thought really they did. nailed it pretty yeah, good. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Well, they took the vibe of the first one and they basically kind of Pantera remastered it, <laughs> remasterized it, I guess. Remasterized? Yeah. Okay. That's a, that sounds better than remastered, doesn't it? Remasterized. It's, it's a health it's term. Geeky. I don't know. <laughs> Would you like me to remasterize your metal? <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. They took that song and remoisturized it. <laughs> <laughs> remoisturized it? <laughs> Yeah, I go down to Cotlaw Boulevard every week for a moisturization treatment. <laughs> My ankles have never looked smoother. Please visit Cotlaw. What? You what ankle moisturizers. Your what hurts? Sorry. <laughs> well, that's one ad that's out the window. Next. And going back to what we were talking about on a, on a previous show, um, all of Forbidden Evil for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. From start to finish for I'd me. say Forbidden, period. That's the same way, man. And that's, they didn't get less ferocious with the 90s. They right, got more right. so. But no, yeah, green was just, it just, they put a little more dirt and grit on it. Yeah, especially like Face Down Heroes. That's definitely one that's got to be all the way. But yeah, Forbidden Evil. I mean, even the opener. Yeah. It's just like a baseball bat to the face. Whoa, what's happening? Yeah. Like, it's one of those, it's loud before you even touch it. <laughs> <laughs> before it even starts. Right, right. Right. Yeah. This comes it's, from the factory pre loud. It does. 
for your you ease play and use. It's already loud whether you touch the volume or not. It's like, shit. Okay, I'll turn it up. That's loud as shit, man. Dude, it's on one. Still. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, you got yeah. some of that 90s forbidden. I mean, Green is, that's one of those albums I think that needs to be loud. But like Face Down Heroes and I think Fat, which was before that, which I thought was a dorky song title. But those songs are just fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like they took the the, thr- the thrash element from the 80s and made it even more brutal. For, it's almost like they panterized it and made it more yeah. brutal for the 90s. Which was the song that had that alarm clock sound going? Oh, that was Face Down Heroes. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That yeah. Just, you got to hear that at the break. I, I, we may have yeah. played it before, but it yeah, just, that's. Right between the eyes. Sweet. It's delicious. <laughs> I like it a lot. Delicious brutality. <laughs> What is good is deliciousness or brutality. As for it in the farmer's market near you. What about some prong? Anybody like prong? You know, yeah. it's, you know what's weird about prong? Because I, I've, I've listened some to, um, shit, what was the second album? It was Unconditional? Or Prove You Wrong. Right. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. But the first, because the first time we saw prong was, was I think that might have been the Flotsam show. But Beg to Differ was the video. And I always thought Beg to Differ was a cool tune. Because, I mean, you'd probably you'd remember it if you heard it, but it just kind of had that groove that was almost like at the time where Pantera was, they kind of took that and sort of enhanced it. Right. But it was like that real lockstep groove with the drums and stuff. But I always dug that song, but I never really heard much else. And then Prove You Wrong came out and it was kind of like, I kind of got where they were coming from because prong wasn't really as traditional metal for me as No, nah, they, they, they kind of had a little bit of, I don't know, for lack of a better term, industrial input a little but, but not uh, a lot but not a lot but they, they definitely kind of had their own groove but uh there was it i think their third or fourth album no cleansing? cleansing yes that song cut rate that's like yeah that song cut you gotta rate, hear man, that that's just, definitely in the loud category it's just fast yeah. as should be uh beg to differ i think beg to differ is gonna be in that too this <laughs> is a cool part i think different. it's cut rate where uh he goes into the guitar solo and if you get like a surround sound the the rhythm in the background goes from like it doesn't just go right to left you can actually hear it go like front right to right rear over to left oh really yeah it actually like like they were screwing with the mixing or something yeah it actually like goes if you got surround sound it actually goes around you it doesn't just go right and left first time i ever heard that i was like that's pretty damn cool i've never heard that before you know those are the kind of engineering marvels that blow your mind because it's just like how the fuck do they do that but it's just cool it's like it's like Plus his guitar mind. sound on that album. It's like you didn't have a bad guitar sound before, but so, I don't know what they did to his guitar sound on that album, but it was freaking huge. I think uh, Dimebag might have been a consultant for the sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, if you want it to sound like mine, man, you got to pour some Jägermeister on it, bro. I thought that was Slayer. They toured, right? Is that Prong? Prong with Pantera? Uh, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I thought sure. they did. They may have. I don't know why they wouldn't have. But yeah. <laughs> if they did, we probably murdered that brain cell. I'm sure we can't remember it. Yeah, I don't know. But Could you think of something else? They were always interesting live for sure. A few times a song. I think typo negatives got to go on that list. I uh, I have a typo song on mine, and uh, oddly enough, it's not one of the loud rager type songs. Love you to death. Off October Rust. That's a that's a really good one to be loud though. But it's, it's just kind of got like an ambiance to it. 
Mm-hmm. You just turn it up. It's just got this real full sound. It just kind of sucks you in. It's not like loud, fast, heavy type song, but um, but it's it does definitely sound good loud though, because that yeah. one just kind of has that atmosphere. So it definitely yeah, just kind of it it's just one of those where you when you listen to it loud, it's just kind of like you're it sounds stupid, but like you're in the song kind of. You know what I mean? Right. So it just envelops you. It's a full experience, right? This is the best. I, I was going to say kill all the white people because. Well, yeah, that's the first one that pops. Mainly because that's just a great idea, but also because the song <laughs> is just unbelievable. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, I mean, wait. What I meant to say was, no, but that song is badass because that's kind of like back to the carnivore days when they yeah. were all just yeah. hardcore, yeah. brutal in your face and not all. Yeah, hello, we're goth. Yeah, we're doomy and we're brooding. We're like goth. It's like, beetles. no, we're pissed off at everything and we're going to let you know just how pissed off we are. <laughs> Yeah, we party with those guys in the tour bus. You know, Peter Steele's a really super nice guy. He he gave me some wine one time. I, I made some pasta with it later. He really loved it. It was great. Did you even come up to his belt buckle? Uh, you know, it's weird. I, it was kind of like I came right below it, and it always felt weird talking to him because he looked at me kind of weird, and I was like, I don't feel so good about this. I'm going to go back to the bus. Uh, yeah. Typo, typo. Speaking of typo and kill all the white people, that segues uh, interestingly into another pick I had, Stuck Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> because they played, Mojo played with uh, Typo one time. We went to see him. I remember were, that yeah. show. And anybody that knows Stuck Mojo, they got a guy that raps. Yeah. And he came out and did Kill All the White People uh. with Peter. So you got a bunch of white metalheads out in the audience getting drunk singing kill all the white people and black guys singing and you're like well, this is weird that's fucking cool guy. I don't know just one of those odd moments you know what I mean but yeah. I'm sure Bones you never was forget like, it Bones was probably like Rich what is up with these white motherfuckers man I don't know man but they're metal it was good I enjoyed it was it. really good that, Mojo had a lot of good songs so I, mean, I always liked Stuck Mojo Kate. yeah Big ones after snapping necks. Is that the third one? Uh, yeah, well, this snapping necks and then pig walk. Pig walk. That was it. So rising was the next one. Third album. Yeah, and rising had some shit on it that was just like, like real heavy, but it still had that mojo feel to it with kind of the, the rap and stuff, which I always liked the way they did it more so than like the other rap metal stuff we heard like in the nineties and stuff. But yeah, that that album would be like a uh, let's turn that up to eleven. All right then, wide open. You know who else he's got to be on that list is Overkill. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that that really is that's one of those again where anything could apply. Pretty much anything from the Overkill catalog, it could go on there. For me, I think one of the big ones for sure has got to be uh Drunken Wisdom. Off under the influence. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Holy guitar sound. Holy shit. Because it starts off with that pretty little acoustic thing, you know, a la Black Sabbath, you know. It's like, let's play something lilting and beautiful to lure him in. And then we'll slam him with a sledgehammer, which is exactly what he did. It's like he's playing this light acoustic thing, and then he comes in, and it's just like, oh, my God. Like the first time I heard that, I was like, I didn't know that guitars could sound that heavy, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that whole, I mean, that whole album needs to be loud. But Drunken Wisdom, to me, that cranked that shit up all the time. Yeah. Every time, all the time. Yeah, he definitely had a he had a way to bring out the heavy. And even like on Years of Decay, like playing with spiders or Evil Never Dies, that yeah, one needs yeah. to be that needs to be on ten for sure. We came to shred. 
Shred. <laughs> Somebody needs to do some kind of mashup of like Overkill's Shred and Pantera's The Art of Shredding. <laughs> Surely somebody's done it before. Maybe there's someone. Maybe someone will download this podcast to hear this and be like, I'm going to go do that. I'm inspired. It could happen. It could happen. Anything can happen. We're reaching people, y'all. Tell your friends about metal nerdery. Surely. I don't know. Anything else? It goes in the loud category. What about the March of SOD? Uh. Yes. That whole album, except for maybe what's that noise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else could be loud and shit, but that part's like, you know, Alex, what the, <laughs> yeah. Every time I, you know, I can't listen to SOD now without thinking about the Headbangers Ball days. Oh yeah, like the dude going on that huge ramp on that old shitty bicycle, and then he comes down and the bicycle falls apart, and he breaks his legs and falls into a plump on the ground. It's like <laughs> Headbangers Ball, you know. And then you see what's his name, Adam Curry. It's like, dude, why did they get you to host Headbangers Ball? You don't, you look like some model dude they found at the mall and said, hey man, you want to make a living hosting a show? Sure, man. And they brought him back. Ricky Rockman was way better than, than Adam Curry, I thought. I thought he was a goofball too, but you know, whatever. But at least Ricky Rockman seemed like he was metal. <laughs> the other dude seemed like he probably listened to like, you know. John Tesh. John Tesh and Yanni or something. <laughs> Just like, you know. I well, just, he kind of had that Patrick Swayze hair going. So. <laughs> Great. That's an image I can live without. Adam Curry and Roadhouse. <laughs> be metal until it's time to not be metal, which for me is all the time. Yeah, I hate that guy. I got in a fight with him outside one night of a outside of a uh, McDonald's. We had a show there in the in the in the playpen area, and <laughs> he, he was a real dick. I, I didn't like him at all. He's kind of like Ingbe. Adam dude. Curry heckling you. I mean, what? Yeah, he, he was what just a, he was a dick. You know, his hair. His hair was a dick, and he was too. Billy's got some issues, man. What about the corn? Oh uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I thought about. The corn. Yeah, it's the first that first album for me. Every time, every Man. time I hear twist, <laughs> I just think, just <laughs> it's like, uh oh, Taz got loose. Somebody give him a bone. I haven't listened to that album in a long, long time. The first one. Yeah, yeah, it's been a oh, long time. Man. No, it, it's on a it's on a regular for me. Yeah, I used to ride around with a buddy of mine. He had this massive system in his car. Would he was. He wasn't really a metal guy, but sometimes I'd take a stereo over, you know. That was one of the things I'd put in there. Corn. That bass would hit. Yeah. Well, for corn to be loud, you had yeah, to have good, just like, good bass <laughs> response. Yeah. You definitely had to have good bass response for corn to be loud. Yeah. That it Just because of the way it was mixed, it required oh, that, yeah. that difference to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I turned in. He became a corn fan. I yeah, bet. Yeah. He was, like I said, that wasn't necessarily his forte, but he dug that, you know. Oh, yeah. I got to go on one right quick. This sort of, it's newish. And you've, Adam, you've heard it, Bill. I don't think you've heard it, but you need to hear it. The The newest Pig Destroyer, which is called Head Cage. Holy shit, does that album need to be loud? First of all, I think it's mixed louder than most. You know how albums used to be, like they get gradually louder over the years. And then they got to the point where they'd like brick wall the mix and it'd be loud as shit. And then you put on like, you know, something else and you could barely hear it. This album is 
pile of shit. But every song on this album, it's got to be just, it's like set it and forget it. That's what that album is. Right. You, you got to hear it. Maybe one day we can play a snippet on the radio. Middle nerdery radio. <laughs> Talking about whole albums that should be loud. This kind of long time ago, but it was uh, Iggy and the uh, Stooges. Yeah. I, I got one of their albums. I was kind of reading about it. And when I was listening to it the first time, it was like, it was like almost the mix was too loud. Almost. You know like what I mean? Like brutal? Yeah. Like almost. almost, like almost distorting or whatever. Mm. And, uh, like years later, somebody was like, you know, you got money now. He's like, he's like, that album is like all in the red, you know? And Iggy was like, yeah. Yeah. That's how I missed it. So yeah. what? <laughs> well, you got all this money now. Why don't you go back and, you know, remix it? And he was like, why? You know, that's the way he wanted it. He wanted it pushing. That's yeah. the point of art. Yeah. yeah Leave it like it is. But you go back, see some of those old performances with Iggy, man. That dude was nuts. I don't know if you ever watched any old concerts. Iggy Pop was, no. I think he, he was, was kind of metal before metal was metal. He was. He, was. he was out there for real. Way out there. <laughs> he had a large fall high. He wasn't Gigi Allen out there, but he was no, he out there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole nother that's level of out there. <laughs> yeah, Gigi Allen, boy, if we do a show about him, that's going to be a gonna be a dark day in metal nerdery yeah, history. Don't, yeah, don't, let your, don't let your kids listen. <laughs> Yeah, that might be a, uh, uh, was it a over 35 episode or something? (laughs) (laughs) Only people who've had their lives broken can listen to this episode. (laughs) You know, speaking aloud, God Hates Us All, the album, but specifically The Darkness of Christ and the title track. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because I remember the day, because that album, people may or may not remember this, but that album came out on 9-11 on the day. And it was so weird and surreal to listen to it. But as soon as I popped it in, it was like all the, all the feelings that ever you know that people had been feeling that morning. Because it was a still a crazy morning. But it was like as soon as I put it in, it was just like <sighs> therapy, right? And I and I had you know I had the darkness of Christ, which was which was the intro, which is not mixed as loud as the rest of the album. And then when when disciple comes in, it's just like whoa. But it was like that whole, for like the first few weeks after that had happened and I had that album, it was like I just listened to it constantly loud as shit. You know, Warzone, wide open. Yeah. You know, Cast well, Down, Exile, wide open. Mine off of that album that I could never get enough of was the last track, Payback. Oh, yeah, dude. Because, yes. I mean, it's like, it's like Arise got so much just venom, it's almost like he's, It's almost like you can feel him spitting on your face through the speakers, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's like it's like he might actually kill someone with his lyrics. It, it could happen in this song. animal if i was pissed off and i put on that song i would just be like a just hypnotized docile neutered puppy after that just completely relaxed because like that whole song is just like i want to kill somebody <laughs> and then you listen to it it's like oh man i love everybody <laughs> see it's better to listen to metal it helps your fellow man it's good for you that's all right actually people that listen to metal are uh more well adjusted i think and they're probably more deaf because they have to hear it loud, but that's okay. That's the whole point of metal is it's got to be loud. Yes. Yeah, my kid knows that. She has to repeat herself. A lot of it has to be loud. <laughs> what did you say? I can't hear you. What did you say? Can you say uh, that in Braille? How about some white zombie? That's a good one, too. Yeah. Like the opener? Yeah. Or like La Sexorcisto? That album and then the one after that, mm-hmm. Jay's guitar oh, sound. Astro Creep? Yeah, yeah that Jay's one. guitar yeah. sound on that album just got huge, man. Yeah. Because I read, I think he started uh, talking about Dimebag being an influence. I think he started, I read, he was kind of mixing the Randalls with Maces at that point, I think. Really? Something like that. Kind of tube with solid Well, he had a killer tone, and I always kind of wondered. I never really knew that's what he was doing. I think that's, uh, no, hold me. But that's, come on. I mean, that's how they get good sound. No, hold me, please. (laughs) (laughs) Well, only if you insist. (laughs) Come over here and hold me, Millie. Hold me down, baby. 
I'm not feeling it right now. Let me go take this blue pill. I'll be back in a few minutes. You, you guys want any pasta? I'm making meatballs. No, we're good, man. Thanks. Uh, okay, carry on. Sorry, guy. Meatballs. Meatballs. It's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's no meatballs in it, but I, I got to jump in the way back machine. How about ACDC walk all over you? Yeah, that's a good one. That song is... That whole album to me, that's kind of like that and even Back in Black are just magic. You could put both of those albums on full blast and let them play through all the way and it would be divine. Yeah. song in particular just it always makes me think back to the did you ever see the movie the let there be rock movie is acdc it was it was kind of like song remains the same it was a concert movie but they I had like documentary yeah. footage yeah, yeah. i did not know about that yeah. oh dude I, good. we got a that's a that's a beer and tv night for that because you yeah. can see it cool. but they put their they're playing walk all over you live they, they got a killer set that they play and I think like uh, Phil Rudd's like out in this field, like this. This it's in London somewhere. It's rainy and shitty as it is in England. And he's out there in a Porsche, just driving around like you know, hundred miles an hour, spinning out and shit. And they're playing the song in the background. It's like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely the loudest category. Let there be rock and doggy dog are, are are some of my favorites. Oh yeah, cranked. ACDC's got to be loud. I mean, I, I think. Even though they're probably not proper metal in terms of like thrash stuff, they deserve that loudness. Oh, yeah. Some bands just deserve it. Symptom of the Universe has got to be loud. Yeah. I mean, I know that's redundant because everything by Black Sabbath, at least for the first six albums, has got to be loud. But Symptom of the Universe, that song, I mean, that's like the beginning of thrash. Yeah. Easily. Which we may have alluded to in the Sabbath episode. Possible. But I can't recall at the moment. I feel like Geoff Tate on the cover of Vulgar Display of Power, getting my ass kicked because I look like Matt Wheeler. Uh, all right. Well, now I have to go off on a Jeff Tate tangent. Not that this has anything to do with anything, but I just heard about this. And you got to hear this loud, so and, uh, be ready. So supposedly, <laughs> I think it's in Italy or France, somewhere like that. Maybe Spain. I don't know. You can go on a uh, winery tour with Jeff Tate. <laughs> Jeff Tate will actually drive you in a van on a winery tour. Because he likes wine. All right. And I it's think it only cost you like $2,000 or something. <laughs> That's it. That, what? To go drink wine with Geoff Tate. Hello, this is Geoff Tate. <laughs> Come out on my wine tour, taste some wine with me, and then hit me in the face like the cover of Vulgar Display of Power. Here on Wine Radio, W-I-N-E, Drunk 100 FM. Drunk 100. I still kind of get pissed off about the fact that there's a video floating around of Jeff Geoff Tate doing a, a live acoustic set, and he looks strikingly like me. Or do you look like him? I'm going to say he looks like me. I, th- I think you... Uh, because he used to look like him, and now he no longer looks like him. He looks like me. I never looked like him. <laughs> I only look like me. So therefore, Geoff Tate looks like me. Matt, I think you're feeling delusional. You need to stop that. No, Geoff. Sure, you're not you a uh, Jeff Tate stalker? and <sighs> Look, I didn't want to talk about it here. Okay, don't. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Good night. (laughs) Look, man, I thought this was a safe space where I could come out and talk about anything. Not that. Look, if you guys want to get rid of him and replace him with me, I'm I'm happy to do it. I mean, we got some shows coming up at Red Lobster this weekend, but, you know, I I can feel informatic if if you guys need me. Uh, Otherwise, I'll just be on the couch. Well, uh. Talking about it, it's got to be loud. Uh, I would think Creator would definitely be on the 
on the loud. Yeah, absolutely, they need to be. Uh, we what need to you, be on the list. Yeah. What would be your favorite loud song, Millie? Personally, if I had to pick just one, I know it's probably going to sound like you know, oh, he's a poser because he's picking a latest song, but I think uh, "People of the Lie" definitely has to be loud. It's a good choice. That's a really good choice. To me, that kind of, I mean, because most of the creator shit is more like a super aggressive and faster. I mean, I love the newer stuff, too, because that stuff's crazy. Oh, yeah. But nice something about People of the Lie just has that groove, that kind of just straight ahead groove to it. And it's just, it's simple, but it's like it's got right. power. Yep. That and uh, extreme aggression. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Most indefinitely. <laughs> yeah, big favorite of mine, too. I love that one. I think Tool has to go on that list. I know, I know that's not a popular Adam opinion, but no, that would be my unpopular opinion. Adam's unpopular opinion. But I, no, t- I, I take that back, though. I was, uh, I had the chance to sit inside a Hummer one time, which had a Bose sound system, and I'd had a few drinks and stuff, and uh, somebody, stuff. somebody, uh, <laughs> somebody uh, played Tool. Do you remember the song? <laughs> but that was like uh, the coolest tool experience to me i was like all right this is cool but then like every time i ever hear tool like three songs into it i'm like okay so you've got a limit and your limit's three (laughs) songs it sounds like that's just me (laughs) oh god Uh, pardon me sorry that was a little loud excuse me for the loud episode (laughs) (laughs) turn your head next time or something god damn i said god damn (laughs) Well, you know, I guess it's fitting if this is a loud episode, then that was a, a perfect sigu or segue or however you say that. Sigu? It's spelled like sigu. I don't know, but segue is what it is. What about your uh, your Megadeth? There's definitely some moments for loudness for Megadeth for sure. Wake Up Dead's a, a loud one. It's got to be on the list. Definitely Holy Wars. That's got to be on the list. I think the opener to that last album they had, the... Um, Oh shit! I can't remember it. Uh, the drummer from Lamb of God played on it. I don't know. The last one I bought was United Abominations, which was a good album. That one's definitely got some good loud stuff on it too. Definitely good loud stuff. I guess it's always been back and forth with me. Oh yeah. They put out a good couple albums and then, yeah, I, don't uh, and then I don't know. That's just me. Sacred Reich has to be loud, especially Heal. The power of the written word. Yeah. I agree. Uh, ignorance. Yeah, really any Sacred Reich. Oh, yeah, Death Squad. <laughs> Death Squad and Victim of Demise. Those were the first two that I heard. I was just like, holy shit. That was the first time I heard Or the really one we them. used to cover, Independent. Yes, yeah. Sacred Reich always has to be loud. No doubt about it. I was still going back to the tool. I was trying to think of which songs I like from them the loudest. Like, Vicarious would be a good one, Loud. Hooker with a Penis. That's definitely a good one. I really like Vicarious. Jambi, well, that's more like the 10,000 Days stuff, which I guess at this point is almost 10,000 Days old, which is since I'm kidding. 10,000 Days is like 20-something years. But but there's stuff kind of – there were moments, like even um, like Stink Fist on Anima, that needs to be loud. 46 and 2, just about that whole album. Yeah, that that album could be across the board. Yeah. But as far as like you know the 10,000 Days stuff, I definitely think – Vicarious is one of those that needs to be yeah. cranked. Laterals, for some reason, didn't do as much for me. Yeah, me either. I mean, I liked it for what it was, but it was just kind of... Supposedly, they're coming. They're finally coming out with a new album this year. Yeah, 13 right. years later! And yeah. They'll probably get up to the deadline and say, oh, we're going to push it out another four years. No, it should be any moment now. <laughs> any moment. It should be. That's what they say. Un momento. Por favor. The gathering has to be loud. How about going way back to uh, Motley Crue's Shout Out the Devil? Red oh, yeah. Hot, red Hot. Ooh, red Hot. Oh, yeah. That, quite a few cuts off of that album. Yeah, it's got a good loud sound to it, yeah. even. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. It's yeah. it's one of those where you turn it up, it just sounds fuller. It does. Well, it just had that vibe, too, though. That was kind of like the beginning of metal getting 
starting to get a little darker and a little angrier in terms yeah. of what they would play on and the radio. And then they went pastel. Pastel. <laughs> <laughs> they went lighter because they couldn't keep up with the Metallica. Metallica. What is that? It is organization committed to Metallica. Metallica. We're a rogue agency of German-Russian people who are devoted to Metallica. It is our code name. We work for KGB. <laughs> I don't know what any of this means. Metallica. That um, bastard. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of loud ones on that one for sure. What did you call me? The guitar on um, Come On Dance on, on that first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's loud for sure. production of that first that first album had a loud production quality yeah. to it it was just it was really in your face like yeah. let's turn the treble on 20 okay live wire yeah live wire that, that yeah. would just that would just get you revved yeah. up I still think about that video, and even now it's probably a cheesy video by comparison, but I think back to the day, back when they would play that video on in TV. And Which one? Livewire. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just watching it, like, that was like, I'd turn the TV up as loud as it could go. Yeah. It sounded like shit out of that one speaker, but it was still loud, you know? I mean, For what it was back then, it was, it was really good. Yeah. The crew. Big Mars always had a little bit, I always thought, heavier, grittier guitar sound compared to a lot of those, yeah. like, the hair bands or whatever you want to call them, you know, he's just, he's always had a, hey man, play that guitar and talk to me. Stop it. (laughs) Actually, CC DeVille is opening our show next week at Red Lobster, so uh, come on out and see us, me and CC. CC's doing restaurant shows. Yeah, how the mighty have fallen. Mm. I think he's writing jingles now out Mm. in LA. Jingles. CC. Hey. He had like 9,700 different BC riches. So, you know. Yeah, well, every Floyd Rose has a thorn, buddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's some nerdery for you. Nice. Thank you. What about Kayla's? I don't know about Kayla's, but. Personally, I'm non triple <laughs> That's just me. That's my unpopular opinion <laughs> for this episode. No tremolo, please. Adam's unpopular opinion. We don't need tremolos. What about, um, I got some helpless and small hours. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. that whole EP, yeah. to yeah. be honest with you, yeah. that's, in a weird way, that's, I know it's all covers, but that's like one of my favorite Metallica releases, yeah. you know? Me too. The, the I remember energy. getting on my bike, putting the headphones on, the Walkman, yep. just riding. that feel of like like seeing them jamming in a room and it yeah. just sounds big enough where it's like that needs to be loud as shit because yeah. the that, vibe that recording, is like you're there. Yeah, yeah the, the vibe of that recording is just it's just it's got this live quality to it and, and then when you do that when you crank up like something that doesn't sound like so note perfectly produced you know like that out like Garage Days when you put it on at that level 
it's almost like you're hanging out with them watching them jam. You right. know, it's like exactly. the same feel. They have a they have a lot that could be live. Oh, like yeah. loud. So many. At the lights, Phantom Lord, Metal Militia, Metal Militia, motor, the thing, Motor Breath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everything on Come Off for sure. Yeah. Really, the anything Horseman, on the first three. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. to take away from Metallica, but if, if Sabbath is the first six, and I'm going to go with Metallica, has got to be at least the first four, maybe five. Let's say four. Even though you know, Matt shit all over Injustice for All a few weeks ago. No, yeah. I didn't, man. <laughs> See, and Injustice for All is an album that needs to be loud, especially like Dyer's Eve, but it's like a... And Short of Straw and Harvester of Sorrow. It needs a bass. It needs to slap at the bass and just fill out the, the bottom. Fill out the bottom end. Make the Metallica sound like it got a bigger bottom to it, man. <laughs> the thing that should not be on Master. That's definitely a good one. Yeah, that's right. a good one. It's like, it's almost evil. Yeah. That's yeah. when I want to hear the speakers going like, whoop, 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 right. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. I don't ever want to see that again. <laughs> yeah, the visual. <laughs> Discussions that could go on forever. We could yeah, probably so do a, a, we could probably do multiple two. issues of this. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's so many, absolutely so many. I mean, even as a kid, being a, I'll, I can leave y'all with this. I remember as a kid, and I know some of y'all are like, you know, Kiss, oh, they're not metal. Well, one of your kid kisses, Kiss is kind of like metal. It's like the gateway metal. I was gonna say they're a gateway band. Yeah, they're they're gateway metal. They're not even really metal. <laughs> They're just a gateway band. But as a kid, I would put on like Kiss Alive and Alive 2 and turn that shit up as loud as my mom's antique stereo would go, which back then, kids, the stereo was actually a piece of furniture. It wasn't actually a piece of electronic equipment. So it didn't tend to go as loud as I wanted it. But it went loud enough that she was annoyed by it, which was fine by me. Well, that's what you were really trying to accomplish, Yeah, but I would turn it on and it was like I was at the show. I'd just blast the shit out of it. It was like I was at the gig but you gotta love the loudness there's a reason Ozzy used to always say louder louder <laughs> isn't it obvious <laughs> uh, anyway uh, one more plug guys so I'm gonna do uh, I'm doing Red Lobster this weekend and next week we're doing uh, the the po folks waiting room that they got a uh, we got a gig out there uh, at po folks so uh, I ho- hope to see you guys out on tour and thank a- you for listening to Metal Nerdery these guys are awesome this is turning into the uh, Millie promo show. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I guess he's just got to get the word out, man. I mean, I think he wants to get off the couch and get on with his life. But I want him to get off the couch too. Yeah, get the hell so out of here. If we can help him, you know, we're we're trying to help you know Millie and build a name for themselves. So we here at Metal Nerd are trying to get back. 
Thanks, Matt. That's very kind of you. I really appreciate it. You're hell of a guy. Okay. Yeah, we, we got it. Got it. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I say there'll be a part two of this. Oh, yeah. And yeah, a three and a four and a five, six, seven, eight. Just kidding. Yeah. So, anyway. Nerd out. Later. This is Metal Nerd.